Victor Patraskan. Hello, man. How's hey, it going? It's going very well, man. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for uh, the invitation. Dude, you're welcome. I knew that you came to Oslo, was it like six months ago or eight months ago when you did the failing in love? Yeah, I did two shows at uh, Salt yeah. uh, a few months ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought like, oh my God, the audience here are great. So I'm I'm back. Cool. Because yeah. now you're in the middle of a European tour. Is that right? I'm always on tour. Like I've been on tour for the last two and a half years. Yeah. And uh, now I'm on a leg of tour with my friend, uh, Mike Rice. Yeah. Uh, and we're doing this like three week thing uh, from Hamburg to Helsinki. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where, where are you based? Are you based in London? I'm based out of a backpack. Really? Yeah, so you don't have a home? No. Ba- so you're living the vagabond lifestyle? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah. you do you like end up finding a place that you enjoy and staying there? For a I don't have bit time. Longer? I'm doing shows all the time. So I have like maybe two days, one day, just randomly peppered throughout a month uh, that I have free. Otherwise, I'm, I'm in different countries doing shows. Wow. Yeah. How's that lifestyle? That's amazing. It's a dream, man. Yeah. It's like I've never. I'm amazed that it's possible to do this. You know what I mean? And it's weird because I'm like Romanian and I'm doing it in English, and this is not supposed to work on any level. No. Uh, yet I'm living the lifestyle. Yeah. So it's it's amazing that this is happening. The audiences are great. The places are amazing. You know. You yeah. People, cool people, just like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. Holy shit! But last time you came by yourself. Yeah. And then did you think like, oh, I want to do it with a friend so we could like hang out more and share more of these experiences so, off stage? Is that the idea? Uh, I've met Mike Rice in Barcelona during the pandemic. Yeah. Because uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, like for three months, everybody was locked down. Then I was like, I'm not doing this. I can't live like this. And then I started uh, traveling. Right. So you started traveling in the pandemic. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Was that uh, hard though? Did you have to be no. vaxxed up the asshole to get into countries? And no, no. Because no. the, the reality of the pandemic was uh, quite disappointing because there was not enough people to check. So I've crossed so many borders with PCR tests being like, oh, I hope everything, I'm healthy. I hope I'm not doing anything wrong. Because, uh, you know, I was t- taking tests all the time and all that. And there was no one there to check really yeah. so you'd get there and it's just like you'd just breeze straight through yeah it's like uh but uh anyway so during the first year of the pandemic in the winter yeah. i moved to barcelona because in spain theaters are open at 50 percent capacity oh good so i just moved to barcelona uh and started p- producing shows yeah and i met uh, mike rice there and um uh he's amazing he's a great comedian and we get along well and um We've done a, a, sh- a little tour together, actually two tours last year. And then we went like, let's do it again this year. Yeah. And now we're here because it's like it gets boring just being by myself all the time. Of course. So if I have good companionship with like a killer comedian, I'm yeah. like, yeah, definitely. We're doing this together. You know yeah. I, mean? I guess it's good that you can also like um, riff off each other and develop jokes together and then like no uh, not really. i think we're very like individual in the in the sense of writing but we have fun on the road like we complain i complain most yeah <laughs> yeah and he's like oh you're just a miserable git yeah and i'm like yeah yeah but it's fun you know what i mean he's a he's a good lad yeah that's good yeah. and you grew up in romania then yeah and did you start comedy in romania no i started in london about 11 12 years ago okay because uh 
the way that I discovered comedy was uh, it was in England. So I thought like, okay, this is the way to do it. Yeah. So I moved to London. Um, so you so you, you discovered that like doing comedy in English would be yeah, the I best thing. Yeah, I discovered Seinfeld and Chris Rock. You yeah. know what I mean? So that yeah. was the standard. Uh, there was a scene at the time in Romania, but it was underdeveloped. Now it's quite nice and flourishing. But at the time, uh, I thought the best way to go is uh, London. It's it's close to impossible for a Romanian to go to the United States because of the visas. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Because it's competition. You know what I mean? We, you get people who can do the same job as well yeah. as the Americans. And I'm like, yeah, well, of course they don't want people. No, I don't know how that visa system works. Because I know they have like this special skills. I have a few friends that are stunt performers. Yeah. And uh, although they're stunt performers in America, they still got a visa to go there because of some kind of... Yeah, but where are they from initially? Australia. Exactly. I gotcha. So there's like a certain type of barrier that yeah, prevents yeah. Romanians from getting in there. I mean, That's Americans so that crazy. don't know Romania is a country. No, yeah. no, they don't even know Norway is a country. Yeah. They think it's a part of Sweden. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, this is, uh, uh, this is kind of how I started and, uh, uh, yeah, now I live on the road and I'm here in Oslo tonight. We're doing the second, uh, second show. Cause it's you do two shows. Out. Yeah. One is failing in love. Yeah. And, and the, the other, other one, one is, is cancel culture comedy. Basically the t- tour is called an Irish man and a Romanian walking to a bar. Yeah. Cause this is basically what we're doing. Yeah. But, uh, uh we're trying to do like kind of theme nights. Yep. Uh, you know what I mean? Kind of challenge ourselves to like. Uh, fit an an idea because uh, we have enough material for a, a lot of purposes mm. um, and we take turns last night I op- uh, I opened the crowd work and then Mike closed um, and tonight it's the other way around he's yeah. going to open he's going to do crowd work and then I close I love your crowd work videos ah, thank I, you. I've it's seen just... so many of them and you're very good at posting them uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a nightmare on the road. Yeah, it's like I'm on buses with the laptop, just trying to edit. It's yeah. Do you text them as well? What do you mean? Like write the subtitles out or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Shit. So it's a bit of work that goes into that. Yeah, yeah, but, but, I, but it's, I, I feel like like when I see you, you're always somewhere else. Yeah, and because I am, and you're right, yeah. and you're always like, where are you from? Oh, mm-hmm. we're from Israel, or we're from here, we're yeah. from there. So it seems to be like so many international people turning up to this cra- uh, to the shows this is this is the most amazing thing that i uh found about doing what i do yeah as the uh, crowds are so diverse yeah. and so like smart most of them they're like engineers or they have like job titles with like at least four words in the description and i'm like i know one word yeah out of those yeah you know what i mean yeah um so yeah that's what i'm discussing and the reason why I find it interesting to post the videos is because they are from different places mm. and nobody really does this. You know what I mean? Like it's it's places ranging from, I don't know, we uh, a week ago we were in Hamburg in the venue where the Beatles played for the first time when they left Liverpool. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it's a really cool little venue uh, run it, by this little cool German guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the venue? Because they went to Hamburg and were there for like six months or something, right? I think they were there for a year. They were in a venue for three weeks at the beginning. Yeah. And they were treated really badly. They had to sleep in like like closets and stuff. Yeah. And they left that venue and then they moved to a bigger venue. Yeah. And we're doing the show in the venue where 
they had a really bad time in the closets. Yeah, but yeah. Like, Holy but it's like shit. a historic venue, and yeah. now it's obviously it's run by someone else because you know everyone's dead. Yeah. Um, but but that's what they say about the Beatles yeah. that when they went to Hamburg, when they left, yeah. and when they came back, they were a completely different bands. Yeah, because they were they... doing like fourteen-hour shows, like oh consistently playing. For how many hours? I think 12, 14 hours, oh like the whole night. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just different people coming in and out. Yeah. Holy so that's why shit. they just uh, did the time. Yeah. You know, that's why they they became so good. And they did the time together, so they knew each other so well. Yeah. That Have you seen the documentary, the Peter Jackson? No. One? Oh, my God. It's one of the greatest things. Okay. Because you're with the Beatles making music. Like, at the end of their you know, career together. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. It's like... Wow. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, but that's sort of what you're doing. I mean, like with the Beatles are doing all these long shows, you're doing long shows exactly every like the fucking Beatles, night, yeah. right? You're yeah, the, I'm a yeah. cockroach, <laughs> just going from country to country. But no, what I was trying to say is that the venues range. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all sorts of different places, different countries. Like I did a bait shack in Iceland. What's that? It's a shack where they sell bait for fishing. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had stage there or something, or you had yeah, because they have little bands. You know, little bands do this. Mm. You know, they travel throughout uh, countries. You know, they they have like a van. They put their gear in. They, they travel from like hostel and small rooms. Yeah. And it wasn't a big room. You know, I had like twenty eight people yeah. there. But the town was a thousand four hundred. Okay. That's like everybody that lived there yeah. was a thousand four hundred. Like yeah. children, newborn babies, geriatrics, people in a vegetative state. <laughs> Everybody was a thousand four hundred. Yeah, uh, and some people came, and I'm like, so I don't, I don't care about like doing like I care about like the how cool it is to do a show. Yeah, in such a small place. Like, so, so that was a remote town outside of Reykjavik, or it was on the opposite side of the island. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah okay. And it was like one of the most gorgeous views I've ever seen. Uh, it's like it was on the side of a fjord. Mm. It's just beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but the thing that I really enjoyed the most because we were talking about like the, the the audiences. I love the audiences, man. Like um there was a kid, he was 16. He was like uh, he dreamt of being a, a chef and he threw up. Yeah. And I asked him, "So, what's your favorite food?" He goes like, "I really like Middle Eastern, but I dreamed that one day I'm going to eat a real kebab." Oh shit. And I'm like, "Man, cuz he didn't he haven't had it there." No. No, no, no. A kebab. Yeah. Dude, I had two last week. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Okay, so you, you, you're yeah. meeting a lot of yeah. you're meeting a lot of characters yeah, yeah, from different parts of yeah, the world. Yeah. Shit. So that's what I like. You know, the venues range and the locations range. You know? mm. So it's 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 amazing the places that I uh, end up going, and it's full of like cool people, man. Like English speakers, natives, a few natives, not a lot, mm. right? Uh, but internationals, foreigners, couples where they don't speak each other's language. Yeah. At home, right? Yeah. They're from different countries. They don't know each other's language. They communicate through English. Yeah. Uh, groups of friends. Yeah. Where it's the same situation. There's like 10 friends. They're all from a different country. The common language is English. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Damn. That's cool, man. And, yeah. you know, like um, a lot of the videos that you've posted that I've seen mm -hmm. and really enjoyed are the crowd working videos. Mm -hmm. Do you have a kind of system or a kind of approach when you're doing crowd work? I asked them where they're from. Yeah. And yeah. then and then just yeah. kind of follow the conversation. Yeah, where they're from, what they do, how they got there, if they have any dreams, you know. Yeah. Just simple questions because it's um yeah yeah uh, pe people will give you uh, the information and then that's 
that's what's interesting. Mm. That's the, the variety of dancing. One of the things that like I encounter when I'm doing crowd work is, am I trying to find something that's funny? And sometimes something, the interaction is a little bit flat. And mm -hmm. I'm like, should I just move on? Or should I see how deep I can go? Like, how often are you trying to find something kind of humoristic about when you're talking to a single person? Well, it depends on the culture where they're from. It depends how open they are to have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, it depends if they feel that they're embarrassed by the things that they're going to say. Yeah. For example, I went to Serbia and they're just toxic masculinity central. Like they're so aggressive, like on the outside, mm. you know, like we, we told people that they can't smoke indoors and they were like, what are you, a pussy? Really? You can't smoke indoors. <laughs> yeah. And then you ask them, so what's your job? Uh, nothing. Uh, it's like because they're so afraid yeah. to like share personal information. Yeah, that, that's you a cultural know? thing. Yeah, that's a cultural thing. But then it's a similar uh, result here in the Nordic countries where the culture is autism. Mm -hmm. It's like people can't don't look you in the eye. You know what I mean? The social <laughs> distancing. You know, this is <laughs> it's it's a different reason yeah. for why that's happened. Mm. Like I did a show in uh, Turku. Was that in Finland? Oh yeah, yeah, and it's. It's a similar, I encountered the similar type of crowd where they were so embarrassed to share anything personal. Mm. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if they were with their partner there, I yeah. was like, is that your partner? Uh, yeah. You know? So sometimes it is like that. But, yeah. but do you, you try to on. juice some humor out of that or you're like, okay. I don't want to put people in, I don't want to be mean to the people. No, you know? So if not. I feel like they're just self-conscious, I don't want to you know, make them uncomfortable because that's not the point of the thing. No, it's, no, no. But sometimes you meet people that are really up for, uh, for having a chat, yeah. for having a, a laugh. Sometimes they feed you jokes. Sometimes they, they say they are, they're aware mm. that this is a comedy show. Yeah. So they just say outlandish things. Yeah. Like we were in Aarhus um, uh, in Denmark a few days ago, and there was a couple in the front row, and I asked her, so what did you find interesting about him? And she was like, he has a big apartment. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Three million uh, worth. Yeah. And I'm like, she knew, you know what I mean? It's a silly thing to say. Yeah, yeah. And she, everyone laughs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. Ah, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get much time to visit any of the places that you, like, perform at? Or is it just like... Not a lot. No, okay. No, because it's, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to loosen up the schedule because it's a little bit intense. Yeah. Uh, but not, not, not as much. Yeah. And do you get, like, uh, enough sleep? Or are you out drinking after the shows? Or? No. No. You just no, I, I I don't I don't uh, like to drink uh, because it just ruins two 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 three days afterwards. Yeah. So because uh, the I I do it for the shows. Like yeah, it's, I'm I'm addicted to I'm obsessed with this. Yeah. What do you love the most about comedy? Laughs. The laughs. Yeah. 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 That's that's it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. It's that you know psychologically basic attention. Yeah. need for validation and stuff like that yeah right i think yeah, that's pretty common in comedians the sound of laughter is the best sound yeah 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 yeah, yeah. when you just best, better than a woman going like ah <laughs> yeah if she's doing that it's better yeah shit no i i feel that too man like when you get like everybody in the audience just having a good time like yeah. the dynamic of the psychology of the room is completely different from the beginning to the end yeah like they've gone through an experience together yeah. and laughing is such a I don't know if it's vulnerable, but it can be. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're like, okay, this is what... It, it's an uncontrollable response to something. Yeah. Like, you can't really control whether you're going to laugh or not. And if you yeah. try to control it, it just sometimes escapes even louder. Yeah, sometimes people come to the show with the attitude, make me laugh. 
And yeah. I'm like, meet me halfway. But mm. I'm going to try to make you laugh. You know yeah. what I mean? But you need to be a little bit open. Yeah. But this is the thing uh, you're saying that um, I feel like every audience is a different animal. Yeah. And this is our instrument. We're playing the audience. Yeah. Right. And what I most like about the diversity, and this is not just, you know, whatever, diversity in every way, mm. gender, nationality, everything. Um, at the beginning with the crowd work, they're individuals. Yeah. They're unique people in the world with unique experiences, places they come from. Everything is unique about them. They're mm. the only person in the world in history that are them. Yeah. But throughout the show, when they're laughing, they're laughing together. Yeah. When they're horrified, and sometimes they are horrified. Sometimes I say some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're horrified together. Yeah. They might be different. Yeah. But so the, they the, can come together. The experience of the show unites people. It, yeah, it, even it, the, the the crowd forms yeah. like a hive mind kind yeah. of community. Even if it's positive or negative, even if it's the worst show, yeah. they all agree. Yeah, it's the worst show. They all go through it together. Yeah. Do you consciously try to create that dynamic, like through the crowd work? It like, just comes out. It's like I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just human nature. So, and when you're doing crowd work, are you just like working different? Like, do you start at the front and then try to get people at the back, and yeah. then? No, I don't. There's no, there's no, no. system. No, no. Just whatever. Just whoever is interesting, whoever is like more loud and feels like, okay, so this person, sorry, this person obviously wants not attention, but wants, you know what I mean? They're lively and they're, you know what I mean? They're not like self-conscious. Sometimes when people don't want to be talked to, they, they're like, just mm. they sit down. Yeah. So you can tell with the yeah. body language yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Did, have you heard about these shows? I think they're doing them in London where you get stickers. Mm-hmm. And you get a green sticker yeah. and you want the comedian to talk to you yeah. and a red sticker. Yeah. Have you experienced that? I know about those shows that are usually run by sexual predators. Uh, ah, yeah, that's, that's the deal. That's a different problem. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's a different problem. It's red for, stickers for everyone. Yeah. No, because it's, it's, it's like people who are trying to, you know what I mean, create this safe space. but. Mm trying to hide like issues that they have in uh, their own personal life but that's a different story too yeah i, I haven't heard that story yeah. Yeah. yeah okay cool yeah anyway a- anyway yeah. and um we we did a comedy tour in norway for mm-hmm. three weeks and it was great and we went around and i think we did 21 shows or oh, that's it was, great man it was awesome yeah. it was awesome yeah. and so like uh i'm in like a kind of comedy group with just a bunch of mates that mm-hmm. like met up and decided let's just fucking do it most yeah. of the you know we had a window in the pandemic in yeah. 2021 yeah. and then we did it again this year okay and uh i think the next step is europe yeah yeah is it hard to organize a european tour it's hard to organize a show yeah okay yeah. yeah but it gets better with time you know and why, why does it get better because you've been there first and they recognize yeah. it was a, a uh, success? no you just know the place because it's like the at the beginning the most overwhelming thing was just going to a new place and going like where am i going where can i eat where do i do laundry where do i where, where is the hotel how yeah. far is it from the venue can yeah. i get there is it there like something that you know what I mean? Sometimes you go to towns where there's like three levels of streets. Yeah. And Google Maps doesn't understand the th- third dimension. Mm. And it just tells you you go, have to go this. But then you have to do like a five minute walk around the block to kind of because you need to go to, on the street underneath. And it's just. Yeah. Okay. It's all sorts of issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like stimulation over over like a l- overload of stimulation yeah like you have so much meal. information to yeah. process yeah yeah but then if you go back to town it you figure that yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know where to eat you know what i mean like there's there's places i go to i don't know to graz 
yeah. is a place where like there's some really nice Vietnamese food. Yeah, okay. I, I go there all the time. You yeah, know? and um, like for us when we did the show, it wasn't. I I feel like we just kind of broke even. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like financially, yeah. we spend a lot of money on like accommodation and transport mm-hmm. and food and you know drinking yeah. and stuff like that. Is the tour something that is like financially successful for you and Mike? It it become uh, yeah this one yes yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the same it just becomes better every time. Then you know exactly how to promote it. You know how where to cut costs. You know where to stay. Yeah. You you learn that uh, maybe you shouldn't get the express train from the Oslo airport to the train station because the normal train takes the amount, same amount of time, stops at the same stops, mm. and it's, you know what I mean, a third of the price. Yeah. So you learn things like that. Yeah, that okay. That cuts costs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it becomes, it becomes, this is what I live out of. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not huge. I'm not, this is not for money. It's like, it's if I can live out of it and travel and do shows, that's all I care about. That's the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand it's it becomes way more expensive when it's a group. Yeah. Everyone it, needs a bed. Everyone needs food. Everyone needs it's like it's every time. It's just double, triple, triple. Dude, we we started off with seven people the first time we did it. Yeah, it's and too much. It was too much. But do you need seven people for a show? Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. It was just like uh, what hey, are people doing? Ten minutes? Yeah. Ten yeah. ten minutes, fifteen, some of them. Yeah. You know. But I think the first time was just like, it's summer holiday. Let's get in some vans and cruise around. And it was was a really cool friend thing. And then on the second tour, like a lot of the shows were just like five people. And Mm -hmm. we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's cool. But, uh, you know, it's definitely like scale it down to like four or two or three or something like that, depending on how good the material is. This is is why it's great to travel with Mike because he's a headliner. Yeah. Right. He can host. He can do like, I don't know, 40 minutes crowd work. Mm. No problem. Kill You know what I mean? He can do like 40 minutes to an hour material kills. It's like, and we can like switch. Yeah. There's no problem. Like sometimes he opens, sometimes I open. Yeah. So, and it's, uh, it's efficient in terms of the show. Like we can do great shows. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Just the two of us. Yeah. And when you're starting a show, uh, is it uh, an hour or 40 minutes each half with a break? Or how long? Do you, how do you structure it? Depending depends depends on the show and time slots. Sometimes we have like shorter time slots, and sometimes yeah. we have longer time slots. I don't know who's interested in this except except for comedians. It's, it's a lot of comedians listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it depends on the show, you know, because this is the thing. Uh, it's I I trust Mike, yeah. and uh, we can adapt to any situation. Yeah, okay. We have an hour, we'll do a show in an hour. We have two and a half hours, we'll do two and a half hours. So that all depends on the uh, deal or the arrangement you can get with the yeah. venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, tonight we have to finish by 10. So we need to wrap finish. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an optimal length? Like my view on yeah. like the optimal length of a comedy show is maybe like uh, somewhere, but maybe around 100 minutes. You know what I mean? Two hours maybe yeah. with a break, something like that. Yeah. But at a yeah. certain point, like yeah. the audience can kind of get a little bit yeah, that's worn why you take out. Yeah, a break, or, you know what I mean? So they yeah. can relax. They can, you know, go to the bathroom, have a smoke. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever they need to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's probably between an hour and an hour and a half. Yeah. So and, you're right. Yeah. Okay. And your set when you're doing, say, for example, comedy cancel culture? Yeah, that's uh, usually I do that in collaboration with other people. Yeah. So we have different styles, different things to talk about. You know, my, the things that Mike talks about, I don't, and vice versa. And so. that's a forty-five minute set that you do. I do, yeah, from forty minutes to an hour. Okay. 
All right, so you have an hour worth of material yeah, in depend, that topic. Yeah, depending yeah. on uh, on the crowd, uh, how it feels that night. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, uh, I I don't like to structure over structure things. Gotcha. You go no. with the flow. Yeah. And how how do you adapt each show to um, each different venue? Do you kind of feel the vibe and work your way through it and then make adjustments? Or yeah. okay, yeah. so it's not the same set. Do you have the same set list every show? Uh, I don't write things down. No. Uh, it's just in my head. I have like a thing, things that I want to talk about and things that I want to touch. Yeah. And sometimes they come, sometimes I forget about them sometimes. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. are you constantly like, if something happens in the news, for example, like if, if there's an event, would mm -hmm. you address that in a show or does it not fit into the theme? Or? Right now, it's the, f only, the first thing that I talk about, the war in Ukraine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because it's like all in everyone's mind, just like next door. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen there? Sorry? What do you think is going to happen? This with is Ukraine? exactly what the world needs, my opinion, on the world in the Ukraine. I don't know. It's uh, Putin is a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really knows. Cause he's KGB agent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody really knows why he's doing the things that he's doing. Like, there's all sorts of people, like, thinking, like, there might be a reason. But nobody really knows. It's still uncertain with him. Don't you think the whole him having blood cancer yeah motivation is like even he's old man that's the problem yeah. he's 70 it's like everyone that's 70 shouldn't run a country you know what i mean biden him Trump, yeah all yeah. of these people what the fuck are they doing yeah. like they're making decisions they're not going to be alive for so no nah, the putin thing is pretty crazy like being the kgb and then just working your way up to taking over an entire country like that but it's not the the country this is it's it's a very complex thing yeah uh, so the country actually there's a part of the country that really dislikes him because of the freedoms and the, the control that he has. Mm. And, you know, and there's a part of the country that remembers that he saved Russia out of the disaster of Boris Yeltsin and the breaking up the, the Soviet Union. Did he save Russia? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. How did he save yeah. them? Basically, it was a nightmare. After the uh, Soviet Union dissolved, yeah. it was just chaos. Yeah. Just inflation poverty just really really bad yeah and then he came in and uh reined it in okay yeah so he like took control of the situation and then not in a nice way not in a good way not in a productive way not in a healthy way for russia yeah but how the people remember they're also nostalgic for the soviet union a lot of people like the older generation yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. And because then... it was like the greatest moment in their history yeah yeah they used to own ukraine yeah, they did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, the Baltic countries. They used to own a lot of uh, shit. And now they go like, how can America do this? This is the argument. Like, I post shit on, on TikTok and, uh, like, I really am starting to get an idea of how people actually feel from the comments. Mm. A lot of people, it's like, everyone's arguing over history, over, over stories that yeah. can't be checked. No. You know, everyone has their own fucking opinion and angle and... Yeah, you know, there's no detail that, you know, what I mean, it's it's so weird that mm. this is, um, but this is this is the reality. You know, there's uh, Russians who are against Putin, there's Russians who are pro Putin, there's Rus there's you know, they're human beings. Yeah, but I guess the bad part about the system that they have there is you can't really express your opinion freely. So if you're, I mean, I'm I'm not sure like how much uh opposition you can publicly have towards Putin without getting in trouble. Well, not against the word right now. It's illegal to say anything against the word in Russia. Really? Yeah. So if you're, de you can't demonstrate. No. You can't. But they have their own channels. You know, I mean, people communicate on Telegram. Uh, people communicate on, on 
so there is communication, but it's not it's not public. Like people know. Like during the communist times in Romania, people knew the problem. Yeah. But they just couldn't talk freely to understand that oh, there's a lot more people that know about this and are bothered with this. Yeah. Like I find North Korea fascinating. Me too. And such a it's such a heartbreaking way. Yeah. Because people know. They 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 live their lives and they know that it's horrible. Yeah. But they that, don't know that they can do something about it. That's the thing that I was always wondering about, like how much control North Korea regime has over what people are thinking. If they're controlling all the media, if they're telling yeah. them what to think, you're constantly just getting state-run propaganda throughout well, your entire life. But propaganda is not that... It's not just these countries because there's a type of propaganda that's happening in the western countries as well oh definitely this thing with like that we're talking about at uh, at the beginning about the pandemic nobody really told you that oh you can actually cross the land border between every country and there's not enough manpower or woman power Mm. um there's not enough people to be there to check all of these things yeah so what are we doing okay they're checking at the airports but the reality is different yeah it's always like that yeah and as it was like you know what I mean? Every time I posted something about, like, even mentioning certain words, yeah. there's, like, underneath, they're like... COVID update. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. COVID news, yeah. click this link. Read the right type of news. Yeah. And the problem is, like, look at what's... Like, everything's destabilized now. You know what I mean? The war in the Ukraine is, like, adding to it. What do you mean destabilized? Well, the economy, man, it's, like... Globally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. China, look, at, look at China. They're like stopping like uh, people to. Uh, have you seen like it was a few days ago? Like people were running away from an iPhone factory because the, the Chinese they heard that there's one case and they wanted to lock everything down. Lock people in Disneyland. Yeah, because yeah. of one case. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much to do about the global recession though. It seems like everything's just getting so much more expensive, and I don't know how the fuck they're gonna control everything. This is. I feel like there's. We've tried a lot of ways of governance. Yeah. Some of them work better than others. Yeah. But there's still no. Yeah, I feel like st- I think I, I think you might need a different style of governance based on the population and the culture. Do you know what I mean? Like you try to impose some kind of Western democratic belief on a tribal Islamic society, and it doesn't always work. I don't know if it's exactly like that. It might not be. It's, yeah. it's it's just like when I've seen examples of like, say, America trying to impose their system on, you know, like a country like Vietnam yeah. and stuff like that. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, leave us alone. Get but out of there. But this is the thing because they don't know. The people don't know. But you see what's happening in Iran right now? Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking. But beautiful at the same time because people are like, we can't take this shit anymore. No. Yeah, Iran's a big one, man. Because they're talking. That's the thing. It's like the reason, uh, the only way that people are controlled is like they don't know that someone from the next village over thinks like them and yeah. feels like them. Mm. And um, so the means of, of communication, that's why like Twitter and Facebook and all of these things really changed like how people communicate, right? Like, of course, there's boobs bouncing and people popping and all of that. Thank God. But... People can communicate yeah. and figure out that, oh, we're not all like this, yeah. right? And also, it's, I don't know, it's, this is, I'm, <laughs> I'm a fucking comedian. I yeah, don't know yeah. any of this shit. No, but it's interesting. But this is what I'm saying. It's like yeah. the, when people find out that their neighbors uh, think like them or opposite of them, and they know, oh, this is how they feel. Because mm. this is what we didn't know. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like Romanians didn't know what life is like in Norway until we came here or we found out like from online because, oh, you guys eat bread too. Yeah. So did you hear like in ancient Rome, they had like this idea to identify all the slaves by giving them like white tunics or something. And then they said, oh, we can't give them white tunics because then they'll see how many they are. Mm-hmm. And then they'll see that they outnumber us. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like what's happening today when people are starting to identify with each other. And they go, yeah. huh, what are we doing? Now we can communicate? Fuck, we outnumber them? Yeah. We got to change this shit. But it's still the beginning. You know, it's still like maybe 10 years since mass communication has really exploded. Yeah. So it's it's new and we don't know exactly what to do with it. Yeah. What do you think about the whole Elon Musk Twitter thing? Oh, uh, I think, it, man, it's it's so cool to see this guy do shit. Right? Yeah. Are you an Elon Musk fan? You kind of have not, to be. I'm not a fan in the sense like, oh, everything he does is correct. No, but that's but some I'm cool like, shit. It's out of all the people that are rich right now. Yeah. Man, one of the richest people in the world owns cement production company. Okay. Cement is 9% of the pollution worldwide. Yeah. So. Nobody complains about him. No. You know what I mean? I never the richest lady guy. in the world uh, inherited L'Oreal. Yeah. Who makes women feel bad about, you know, what they look like. Yeah. Nobody complains about that. Jeff Bezos fucking sells shit. Yeah. No no added value to society. No. This guy is making flamethrowers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. And yeah, shooting okay. rockets into yeah. space that can land again. So cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Do you think the whole uh, Twitter reformation freedom of speech thing is going to work out? Or is it just like too fucking wild? Yes. You think it's going to work out? I don't know, man. No, I don't know. I, I, I'm just like a, you know, like when everybody gets banned from things, from yeah. having an opinion, I always think yeah. that's the wrong direction. Like yeah. if you're challenging the mainstream narrative publicly with your Twitter account yeah. and then you get shut down, I think that's not the way that we should be doing things. And if somebody's going to come in and try to change that, yeah. I think that's a good reform. Yeah. I feel like the whole Kanye situation is really strange. Yeah. Yeah. Because, of course, it's not correct what he's doing, no. right? He should be talking about individuals rather than groups. 100%. Uh, but, again, he's so interesting, man. Yeah. It's like, there's no no moment in the last 10, 15 years he's been, you know what I mean, a public figure, mm. that there's been something in the news about him that made me go like, well, this is boring. Yeah. And he's an artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? He should say crazy shit. You think he's a genius? Huh? Do you think Kanye is a genius? If anybody's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he might be a genius, but I kind but of But he's wrong. Yeah. This is the thing cuz genius if the fact that he, they're geniuses or not that doesn't mean that it makes them right. Yeah, that's true. It's just yeah. yeah, he's wrong. Yeah. But he's kind of mentally ill too, right? It seems like the, the way thing. that he communicates, it plays out like Yeah, but he's a man and he should know better. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean it's about this controlling this mental illness. Yeah, this is the thing. It's it's really sad. I feel bad. I followed him since the beginning. Yeah, and he's been saying some outlandish shit that makes you go. Why isn't everybody going like, man, just shut up? <laughs> and then everybody goes about their business. I don't think people can tell him to shut up. I think he just yeah, and he, he's gonna go like, I'm a genius. I I won't shut up. And I'm like, okay, just, yeah, and yeah. then you move on. Yeah, so let him yell. But he does this thing when people try to say things to him. He just yeah. goes la 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 la. So he doesn't want like reality yeah, to come in song. sometimes. Yeah, it's his song, but it's still yeah. a, it's still a way to like block out a, an opinion that somebody might have to give you like some kind of yeah reality check or something. Yeah. So, but as we talked earlier, there's villages in Vietnam, there's villages in Romania, in the north of Norway, mm. where people think some outlandish shit. 
as yeah. long as they don't hurt their neighbor. Yeah. Do you think any outlandish shit? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like what? Huh? Like what? Uh, that Romania is better than Bulgaria. Yeah. Yeah. In that what Sweden way? is better than Norway. No, not Sweden better than Norway. Oh yeah. Why? Oh, see. Oh, no. Now I'm starting to get some uh, see, nationalistic. Yeah. I'm not even Norwegian, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. That's of course, because you're a war, you can look me in the eye. <laughs> yeah, we can hold the <laughs> yeah. eye contact for five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know the, the, what's wrong with this country. I've, I'm trying to do shows here. Yeah. I'm telling people, hey, man, I'd love to do a show and bring people in your venue. No one's collaborating. It's, really? It's a nightmare. It's the most xenophobic reaction I've ever had, Ooh. ever. So you're right. I've had Austrians write to me, we don't work with foreigners. Yeah. But at least I knew, hey, this is where they stand. Yeah. Here, man, it's, yeah, it's a nightmare. But you did get into Salt, which is a pretty big venue. Yeah, last year but one yeah. out of an entire country oh wow that's the so you're writing to like contact, like big comedy Everybody. clubs Everybody. In, around the country Nobody. and they do they respond no or, huh yeah that's pretty weird yeah where do, where do you think that is i don't know maybe they're just uh, fucking like not into hosting foreign traveling comedians or whatever i don't want to assume that no but I don't know what's happening because it's weird. And it's not just me. It's there's there's a bunch of us traveling through Europe. There's not a lot you can like just like actually like fingers. Yeah. Uh, uh, really? So there's, wise, so yeah, there's, there's that a few people. There's only a few Nobody people. Nobody can get into Norway. Really? Man, I, I told you I've done shows in Serbia yeah. in uh, Turkey. Mm. I've done shows in fucking like, yeah, just everywhere. Yeah. Not Norway. Huh. Shit. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. This is the situation. Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, Sweden is better than Norway. Yeah, in that way. I, I can see how that and makes sense. And in other ways. Yeah. It's like accepted five times more refugees, which Norway is one of the richest countries in the world. Yeah. So but that's also led to money. a lot of problems for Sweden as well. Oh, poor Sweden, right? I mean, dude, this is pretty fucking yeah, they serious. They have to buy two Teslas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, this is the, the, the fucking stuck-up rich... Uh, kind of attitude it's like we are working together to save the world so mm. we we will buy tesla so together we will save the world mm. i'm like yeah it's like oh together we're eating but i'm the only one eating yeah I, but I, together we are eating right? yeah yeah but you get a little yeah. you get some crumbs yeah yeah it's like santa didn't want to live here no you know what i mean santa moved to fucking finland which is like <laughs> if santa should live anywhere it should be norway yeah but Norway were like, we don't want to do charity with children. No, no, Man, no. this country is like so much fucking space. So much money. Yeah. Why? Is, do you know how many refugees from the Ukraine are here? Can I guess? Mm -hmm. 5,000. Around that. Yeah, right? Isn't that weird? I think it's weird. Yeah. How many refugees from the Ukraine are in Sweden? Uh, over 50,000. 50,000. Yeah. yeah. Which is not good. No. Because in Poland, there's like two million. Yeah, but that's right next door. Yeah. That's in easy Romania, to get there's, there. I don't know, seven, eight hundred thousand. Oh, that went to Romania? Yeah. Because there is like, it's like over 15 million refugees. Yeah. yeah. How many? 15 million. 15 million refugees yeah. that yeah. left the Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. I guess most of them are probably like. Poland, Germany, Czech Republic, Austria, Romania, everywhere, Bulgaria, every every neighboring country. Yeah. and But um, a lot of them are women and children, right? Because a lot of the, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of men too, but didn't yeah. a lot of the guys that were in a fighting age have to stay? Uh, they had rule? to stay, but then they're doing so well that they went like, hey, man, take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're go doing to, fine against the Russians. Go to Romania for a holiday. With Relax. Paper maps. <laughs> yeah. 
the Russians are fucking insane. Yeah. Just so disorganized. Just such a stereotype of everything that's Soviet. Yeah, you know be- I mean? because everybody thought that the Russian military was such a well-oiled machine. Who thought that? I thought that. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if that's everybody. Yeah. But, you know, when you think it's like one of the largest militaries in the world and yeah. they have all these nuclear weapons and, you know, Putin's in yeah, charge. Yeah, but they don't have the rockets to push them over the border for them to be efficient. That's the problem with the nuclear weapons. They don't have the rockets necessary. So Elon Musk went to Russia and bought rocket engines because they were like, yeah, just have them. We're not doing anything with them. There was a guy, there's a, there's a YouTube channel called Bald and Bankrupt. Okay. Right. There's this uh, um, British guy. Yeah. He speaks Russian. Yeah. He travels throughout the Soviet Union. Right. He visits like he's really fascinated in like Soviet stuff. You know, like Soviet mosaics and Soviet bus stops. And he goes like, "Oh, look, this is Soviet bench. This is nice Soviet design." You know what I mean? He went to Baikonur, which is uh, in I think it's in Kazakhstan. Okay. One of the one of the stands. Right. Yeah. It's where the the Soviet Union used to launch uh, rockets into space. You know what I mean? Yuri Gagarin. Yeah. That's where. It's <laughs> he broke in. There was okay. no one around. Yeah. Like they found him like after he filmed, you know, for hours. Yeah. He went on the roof. He went around. He went everywhere. There's two like space shuttles just rotting away. Just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Shit. Yeah. That's the level. Because this is the problem. Like the, the whole war is for uh, Putin to hide the actual problem. Yeah. It's a dis- distraction. Just the way that, you know, all the wars that the Americans start. Yeah. Or distractions from the actual problems that are happening. Shit, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just kind of assumed that like Russia being such a big military powerhouse would have like I mean, I'm glad that they're not fucking yeah. fucking shit up. But But here's here's the thing. It's like because this is this is the 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 issue with um with these superpowers. It's all in how big they are. This mm. is the biggest country in the world. This is the biggest thing. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, North Korea has two million soldiers, but you know, I mean, they have wooden guns. Yeah, they have. You know, the ones that they practice with. That most of them, they they don't have actual guns. There's no, no tractors left in North Korea. No tractors. No. People have to do like oh, manual, do manual labor, labor in the fields. Yeah. Because all the tractors that they had were from the Soviet Union in the 70s, and yeah. they all broke down. And mm. now they don't have factories. No. To build more tractors. Yeah. So they just they just sent writers, poets, intellectuals, engineers, <laughs> teachers mm. to like pick I don't know turnips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. A, what a waste. Shit. Yeah. yeah. And how, how's everything in Romania? Is it like is it good doing? When you do comedy in Romania, do you do it in Romanian? No. You do it in English. Yeah. Do you, do you, so you don't? And how was that re- received? They don't like what I have to say. Really? Yeah. Why not? It's it's too harsh what I have to say. Okay. It's like nobody has said things that I say on stage in English. In English, it's part of a culture, right? Yeah. Like uh, sometimes people come to me after the show. You know, I talk about religion, race, gender, all sorts of bullshit like that. You yeah. Know? Uh, and people go uh, come to me after the show and they go, oh, you know, George Carlin. He also <laughs> talked about these subjects, and you know what I mean, like Patrice, and you know what I mean. The the the, the culture of stand up comedy and people being outspoken and talking about like the sacred. Mm. Uh, subject in Romania, no one said that God is dead in Romania mm. publicly. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. They never said the things that you know what I mean. And it's so harsh. It's like it's they can't laugh because it's like it's so foreign the idea. Yeah. So it and doesn't get through. Yeah. No. And so then it doesn't get through, and they they, they receive it poorly. Yeah. 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 
Wow. But but you don't change. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the Romanians who live abroad, mm. that's a different type of Romanian. Because they have a different kind of They're perspective blessed, on the world. Yeah. yeah, they've seen other things. And they know English as a second language. Yeah. This is the great thing about all of these crowds. Like, for example, uh, here in Norway, yeah. a- as is everywhere, the crowds are basically this. There's uh, Sorry, locals. Man, just get a little bit closer to the yeah. mic. Yeah. Uh, there's, a bit, uh, there's a few locals. Yeah. Uh, there is a few Romanians because they're very nice and supportive, the ones that, who live abroad. Yeah. And then it's mostly international. Yeah. But most people together, yeah. they're second language speakers. Okay. There's some natives, but very few. Yeah. But mostly second language. When you know English as a second language well enough to go to a comedy show where there's wordplay, mm. there's all sorts of references. These people are the smartest people in society. Yeah. So are the Romanians, or the Bulgarians, or the everybody that comes to the shows in English. Yeah. Pe- Asians, Africans, South America, everybody. They know English as a second language. They yeah. are the smartest people in society. Mm. Yeah. So it's curated audience. Yeah. So the reason why these shows work, and we can tackle things like, you know, the, the, the sensibility of today. The mm. problems with racism, but also the problems with overreaction to racism. Yeah. People are aware mm. of this. Yeah. They talk about this. They mm. read about it. They don't read it just from one source. Because the problem in, uh, with, uh, with people speaking just one language, they are stuck in the news that is in that language. So the Russians, the way that they can be manipulated is because all the news sources in Russian will tell them the same thing. Yeah. But then if they speak a different language, then they can check the news from the neighbors. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's not actually like this. Mm. You or get a different perspective by yeah. knowing another language. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Shit. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you experience a lot of and stuff like this. And this is the problem with the English speakers, the natives. Mm. They don't have to learn another language. No, I mean... And then they can be really manipulated. Yeah. Like sometimes, like Brexit, that's why it happened. Yeah. They don't read the news from anywhere else mm. to really realize that, oh, the Germans really think this is stupid. Yeah. The French think this is absurd. Yeah. Um, sometimes, man, I talk to Americans and it's like, it's really, it's propaganda on a level where, how is this American not North Korea? Yeah. Because it's like, sometimes I meet Americans and I have conversations about them. And they talk about Trump as being like God given. Like, they actually believe this yeah. because this is what they read. They don't understand that in Europe this is silly because they don't. No. no, no. I think I think with Americans as well, there's a certain degree of education that they get, which just kind of fucking sucks. And it's so expensive to go to college, so you got to be really privileged to get like that, you know, third, like tertiary education at a university level. But just the way the society is structured. I've studied university level mm. in in uh, abroad. Like I've studied, um, I went, I did a master's degree in in London. Yeah. And um, what did you study? I studied film. Yeah. Okay. But it was just basic shit. Yeah. Like stuff that you'd learn in high school. Okay. You know what I mean? At a master's level. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like the 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 thing, the beauty is that if you really want to go deep the teachers would really back you up yeah. and they'll really support you and give you information and all of the things. But the standard, the basic minimum, like, man, sometimes um, 
this is not just me. This is like I talk to to Romanians and they tell me like, oh, there's locals asking them for help on homework, right? Like kids of all ages, like maths, like here, anywhere, hmm. chemistry, anything. And the Romanians are laughing. <laughs> Why? Because it's so simple. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah like okay. in the UK, man, sometimes I had friends with, with kids and the kids would ask me for help with, with like homework on maths. And I would like, you're in the seventh grade. Why are you, why is this the problem that you're having? Yeah. Okay. So this, it's basic is, level. Oh, yeah. Shit, and that's in the education system? Well, it's a problem age? in Romania because there's too much of that. So this is the thing. There's no, in some places too much, in some places too little with yeah. everything. Yeah. Right. This is the problem of like anything mm. in some places it's too much in some places it's too little dude i guess you gotta get that balance right that's pretty but hard though there's no balance aren't people world. getting dumber don't you huh? aren't people getting dumber no we you just know so? that they're so dumb you just know what, that they're yeah. dumb because yeah. everyone goes like oh the internet made us dumb really but it made us smarter knowing so many more things about the world but now we know how many stupid people there are. So many stupid Because you didn't people. know. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> there's a guy in, in the neighborhood that I lived in in, in Romania um, who does TikTok. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's an idiot. But I didn't know the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now I can see the shit that he's talking about. And I'm like, now it's, it's open to the world yeah. how stupid these people really are. Yeah. And how outlandish their beliefs are and how like. This is this is the internet. It's not the internet is not the problem. It's the greatest invention that we've ever had as human beings. Yeah. yeah. Um it's showcasing. It puts a cam everyone has a camera. Yeah. And you can see the problems of the world. Yeah. Because if you had these phones in the eighteen hundreds, mm. you'd see a lot of problems then too. Man, because this the thing that I like about history is the things that they don't tell you. Yeah. Like For what? example, I, rec I I read about this, uh, you know, uh, Louis Fourteenth. Yeah. The greatest king ever to have lived, mm. right? Uh, the longest reigning monarch, I think, in history. 74 years, like two years more than the uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, Louis, the son of uh, the, the um, king of the son, king of France, whatever, the greatest political and ideological and arts progress in the country. The guy was the smelliest person to have been ever recorded. Yeah. Uh, to have a, I'm stupid. Uh, English is. Yeah, uh, yeah. You understand what I'm trying to say? He's he stank. He stunk. Yeah. He shat while walking through his palaces. Oh my god! What a terrible habit. He took his teeth out when he was 34 or 36 yeah. because someone told him that the uh, the place where diseases come from is teeth. So he took all of his teeth out. So then he couldn't chew. Yeah, so dumb. So he used to eat, just just shove food down his throat. So then, of course, he developed like uh, uh, digestive problems. He couldn't. Can't chew anything. Yeah. He wouldn't wash because he was French. Yeah. Um, Is he the guy that killed a lot of his wives? Uh, I know there was. I think that's uh, Henry VIII. Henry VIII. Yeah. My bad. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's across country. the channel. Yeah. yeah. Still French. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the English and the French, they think they're so different. I'm like. This is the problem with all these countries, man. It's like the further away they are, you are from them, the more you realize that no, these countries are the same. You mm. know, Sweden and Norway. I'm like, man, really, you're different. Oh yeah, because we we make bread. We add the uh, you know more more salt. I'm like, just shut up. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Yeah, um, that's always one of the things that's kind of fascinated me, like how people are so close to each other by like a border where they border each other and then they hate each other. But this is the thing, because what people don't talk about is the history of our countries is not the history of the people, the mm. people who owned the country. Yeah. The history of every country is the history of the families that owned that land. Yeah. The wealthy people in power. Yeah. yeah. It's not about the human being. No, it's about them. Well, and now this nationalistic thing it was developed to to bring people together under this idea that was fabricated. Mm. Like Romania became a country in the eighteen hundred, late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, right. What was it before that? Just a bunch of little kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what all Europe was. Yeah. Germany mm. is a country from eighteen seventy three. Yeah. It never was a country. No. What I, happened to Prussia? Yeah. Now it's part of Germany, it Poland. Dissolved. Yeah. 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 It's like that everywhere, right? In England, they had a lot of different countries and kingdoms and then yeah. the United Kingdom. Yeah. Same as in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think everything's going to like merge in that direction though? Australia. It's so many little little tribes. Yeah. Throughout. Now, th you know, the, the English sent their like, yeah. you know what I mean, criminals and then it became a whole country together. Do, do you think that's the direction that things are happening in, though? Like with, the, say, the European Union, it becomes like this bigger kind of, like a, a bigger united culture. Whereas before, like you had like these smaller kingdoms within a country and then it got to a country and now it becomes to a continent. And then... I don't know, because it's, it's so far, the European Union is a great idea. Yeah. There's a lot of positives in it. Yeah. But it's still not, it's so much bureaucracy. Yeah, there is still issues with it. They're trying to fix them, but there's still issues with them. But I think what the problem is now is not the nationalistic, which I think it's it's a huge problem. Mm. But like global warming and mass migration, a yeah. lot of countries are going to be underwater. Yeah, uh, what's going to happen to those people? They have to move to the rich countries. It's the responsibility of the rich countries yeah. to accept these people. But mm. that's not a conversation being had because this is the problem that I have with with Norway. I'm like. Okay, you're rich. Why aren't you accepting uh, asylum seekers? Mm. Why is everyone white here? In such a rich country, why are you out um, uh, charging? Mm. Uh, why are you charging so much for everything mm. so people can't live here? Mm. Oh, because you have so much money that you... This is why everything is expensive here. It's the same in Switzerland. They don't want poor people to come. So that's... You think it's like some kind of artificial... Yeah price structure yeah, to keep it's, foreigners it, out. Yeah, it's the same things, you know, the same bread, it's the same cheese that's mm. all over the Europe. Yeah. And it's similar price. That Europe Norway doesn't want to be in the European Union. No. Why? Because, because they're too want to pay anything. But they're too rich. But they, they have, have so, so much, much money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not share? I don't know. I guess I from my understanding of this yeah. argument as a foreigner yeah. who lives in Norway, I think that there's a lot of people that do want to join mm -hmm. and I think that like if they put it up for a vote again, yeah. it could go either way. But I don't because this is this is the sneaky rich people. Yeah. Uh, they go. They tell you to your face like, "Oh, I'll help you out," mm. and then they vote uh, the other way. Yeah, but I also because it's wrong. Yeah. To say morally, like right now in the society that we live in, it's it's wrong to say we don't want refugees. But then the vote is uh, anonymous. I think I think the argument with the refugees yeah. in Norway mm -hmm. is um, how can we integrate people at a, at a how can we how can we integrate people at a rate where they are um 
productive members of the society that aren't a drain on the resources and there's not a massive culture clash. Okay, so that's what I think the argument is. I understand. So yeah. what is a drain on the resources? Because well, well, resources are like basically unlimited here. Yeah, I don't know if they're unlimited, but they're big. But I think yeah. like I think there's a statistic where certain immigrants that come from maybe like Somalia or certain yeah. parts of the Middle East end up costing the state like 1.3 million kronos per person over a period of like 10 years or something. And and yeah. that's the that's the so that, that's the economic million argument. million uh, krona in euro is 130,000 over 10 years. I think so. Something yeah. like that. Man, I'm I'm not 100% that's sure on the numbers. Tesla. Yeah. It's 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 not much, but right. if you ta- but if you like if you say okay, we'll do that with a hundred thousand people, yeah, then it starts becoming a problem. Is it? I don't know. This is the thing, but that's the not, argument. It but becomes. This thi- but it's like uh, this is the problem because it's not. But they're not afraid of uh, English people coming over, which well, they are. Well, it's actually they're not, not afraid of Australians coming over. No, but it was difficult to come over as an Australian. From Somalia. You know, it might. It, it's difficult coming over from Australia yeah. because I have friends that are here, and it's very difficult for them to get visas and stuff like yeah. that. So, I, I, my perspective is, it's not necessarily yeah. like a race thing. It's probably some kind of economic decision that's also based on how well immigrants will adapt to adapt to what to life in Norway. As as what like they're not they're gonna shit on the street. Not shit on the street, but maybe like um, I don't know, like uh, n- not want to learn the language, not want to uh, ad- adapt to the values that are in the country. Do you know Norwegian? Yes. Does everyone speak Norwegian here? Is that the thing? The knowing the language because everyone speaks English. So if people can speak English, they can adapt. I know people in Berlin live there ten years. They don't know German. Yeah, you know, people everywhere. They don't know I, I think language. if you're moving to a foreign country yeah. and you're going to live there, you yeah. should learn the language. Okay, that's my view so personally. It, but then people can learn, and, and that's if, what I did. If that's a requirement, why not have that as a requirement? And then it's fine. But it's not. It's 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 this whole cultural and thing. Because again, the people who leave their country, mm. man, this is the the thing that I've seen. Uh, like we're traveling, I've yeah. met people s- s- with such experiences, man. Like I was in Maastricht. In what? In Maastricht in, in Holland. Oh yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. And I met this guy from Eritrea. Yeah. He crossed the Sahara on foot. That sounds fucking hot. He got to Libya. And in Libya mm. now, like it's it's chaos. It's it's full blown civil war, no laws, no currency. Just it's chaos, and it's been like that since the Arab Springs, right? Yeah, since yeah. since Gaddafi, uh, you know, was killed. Yeah, um, it wasn't good before, but now it's just absurd. Mm. Man, the guy was telling me stories like he had people shot, like sat next to him, mm. just for no reason. Yeah, that's fucked just up. Just shot in the head. Yeah. Like, n- can you imagine living with that for the rest of your life? Yeah, it's traumatizing. And I was talking to him in uh, in Maastricht, and he was like. Today's a good day. Mm. I just got my papers. I'm here with my family, my wife, my child is here. Now we live here. Mm. Yeah. The stories that are told are propaganda. Mm. There are people who will rob, who will hurt people on the street, but we can't create, uh, we can't be afraid of everybody just about because of a few people. Mm. This is the same argument that's being done with 
like uh, the so- social social care. It's like there are some people who will trick the system yep. to not work. Yeah. But that's not for them. No. The whole thing is for the people who actually need that. Mm. And the people who make an effort to leave their country and to try to have a better life, the fact that they're tarnished with this 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 idea that oh they're just not going to be able to integrate this is the dehumanizing side of racism. Mm. They are as humans as the Norwegians. Definitely. As shallow, as deep, as loving or as hateful as everybody else. Mm. And this is the f- this is this is why <laughs> over the last days it, uh, it's like with with Norway man, I'm I'm really really disappointed how openly like publicly open this country is but how deeply like conservative Mm. it actually is Mm. yeah and this is what i'm seeing in all the rich countries because the the problem right now is mass migration yeah because this is a reality i'm here you are here we're not supposed to be here what the fuck are we doing in norway but we're here yeah and we're fortunate but this is the future this idea of one nation living in one piece of land this is absurd mm. this is like what are we doing yeah so this is the conversation that we need to have so what would you do if you were in control of norway just let more people in yeah how many as many as want to come yeah because a lot of people don't want to come here because it's shitty to live here mm. you live in a fucking forest it it gets dark at three in the afternoon yeah that sucks yeah what kind of life so the fact that people go like we don't want you here. You should be fucking happy. Anyone wants to move to this fucking shithole of a forest. We need people too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But do you do you disagree with the idea of borders? Would you like say we should have free movement? Like it, the idea of a global citizen that anybody can be able to live in any country that they want. Is that something that you think is a good idea? So this is what the issue is, I think, when mm. it comes to this. Mm. This doesn't mean that there shouldn't be laws mm. in the sense like hey you can't just kill people you can't rob people you can't you know what i mean mm. uh do crime but aside of that if you're paying your taxes if you don't you're nice to your neighbors if you you know what i mean you fulfill your civil duties mm. why can't we what look at us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just like how can we be against the idea that makes us have this conversation yeah 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 Man, a part of me really thinks that borders are fucking dumb. Yeah. And I think that like the European Union kind of proves that like you yeah. can have a uh, trans migration and people living and working wherever they want. But I wasn't going to say but. I was going to say it kind of unites people because a lot of the problems in the past have been an us and them mentality. Mm-hmm. And if you dissolve that us and them mentality so that yeah. it all becomes us. Yeah. I feel like that is the direction that we should try to move in. I I think that there's a lot of steps that have to be taken to get there. Mm -hmm. But if we could somehow manage to think of ourselves not as Romanian, Australian, Norwegian, but just as fucking people, I think that's what we've got to work towards. But the problem is, at the same time, we are that. We are what? Teams. Right. But we've got to be team people. Yeah. We've got to be human tribe. Because within Romania, this is the thing. It's... Uh, I think it's about how you define the tribe. Right? Yeah. Because in Romania, within Romanians, like my hometown and the hometown next to it, there's rivalry. Yeah. But we don't like start fighting. No. But there's rivalry. 
mm. and there's competition and that's that's part of human nature mm. but it's about how you define the tribe uh, there's this this guy f- uh, called Robert Sapolsky is like a brain science guy yeah um, and I remember he was talking about the study that was made over uh, racism mm. to actually look at what's happening to the brain when somebody's racist yeah okay so they showed a white guy a photo of a black guy yeah and the amygdala fired up in his brain okay. uncontrollably response of fear not knowing who this person is response of another yeah but then they showed the same guy yeah. same white guy yeah. a photo of a black guy wearing the football shirt of the team that the white guy supported the amygdala uh, did nothing okay so he identified with the team as a team yeah he gotcha. saw the guy as oh it's he's from my team yeah but don't you think like at a certain point like I, I bet if i showed you a picture of a guy from you know like africa or something maybe your amygdala wouldn't fire up like that guy because you know you're more global you travel more yeah. but this is the thing but if i look at that guy as oh he's just another guy you know what i mean who likes watching cartoons and telling jokes yeah yeah, because yeah. this is you know when you meet comedians mm. regardless of where they're from their background men women whatever identity they choose to have whatever they have background whatever mm. you're like so who do you like yeah oh you like me Edward too ah oh, yeah, yeah i like yeah. him too yeah it's like it just breaks any barrier yeah and this is like we are tribal but this is the thing we can't go forward without not acknowledging this duplicity of humanity mm. that we are universal but also tribal at the same time yeah i don't know how you crack that duplicity code except through experiencing different cultures and traveling and living together in a multicultural society or listening to kanye west (laughs) (laughs) no listen to kanye west dude i think that's i mean we're gonna wrap it up oh that's that's (laughs) we're gonna wrap it up on kanye yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um i just want to say thank you for coming man thank you i I mean i'm a big fan and like i I love like what you've been posting what i've been seeing and and i think that it's really cool that you are um you know, you're basically, you're living the dream, right? You're living the comedic dream of being able to perform, I don't know, almost yeah. every night, all, all, yeah. all around. Every night, yeah. yeah. It's, I'm tired. Yeah. But it's fun. I like, I wouldn't do anything else. This is the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, do you have like um, any advice for any comedian who, um, I don't know, like you could like tell them from your experience, like if there's anything that, you've learned or that you've been through to make you believe in your dream or yeah. make you fucking go for it mm-hmm. like, is there anything like that that uh fuck the clubs yeah it's it's this is this is a thing that we've imported from the america this uh, from the united states um it works in the united states it's not the club system it's the environment is the fact people get good in new york and in la because they have to follow murderers mm. right like in New York, you have to follow Sam Morrill, uh, Dave Attell, Louis, uh, Ray Romano, uh, Sarah Silverman, whoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to follow these people, mm. right? That's why people get good. Mm. It's not because they do seven minutes. No. It's not because they. It's part of the system. The system is a fraud. It's 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 keeping creativity at bay. It's gatekeepers, people who r- run a bar. And they go like, oh, this is a comedy club and we know who to book and who to not. They are bar owners. Mm. Some of them, I've met some really good people who are really supportive of the comedy community. But most of them, they are idiots. 
Mm-hmm. They just know how to fill up a room and, and sell drinks mm. and chicken wings. The true reason why we all do this is for the audience. Yep. Get to the audience. Okay. The audience is important. That's why we do this. We, we are... It's so sad, man. It's like I see throughout Europe the local communities of comedians with such talented people, such nice, supportive people. People like you're saying, like, hey, let's do a tour together. Yeah. Did Did you have a club organize that for you? No, we just did it ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Because what would a club do? You You're not good enough. You can't do this. You can't do that. This is not gonna work. This is, they don't know how to promote. I've worked with so many local promoters. Like, I worked in Poland yeah. with one of the biggest like talent agencies in Poland. They sold six tickets, man. Shit, that's not many, man. I sold a hundred. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what I mean? I went there three months later, sold four hundred and thirty. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. So yeah. This is the this is so get to the audience through your own channels. No. Think about why you do this. Yeah. And follow that. Yeah. Because if it's about telling jokes, uh, creating a supportive environment for yourself and your friends, then that should be the goal. The The system is imported uh, mechanically from the United States, and it doesn't work in Europe because it's not the same environment. Mm. It's We need to re rework this thing and make it work for us and why we do this and get better mm. and do s- as much stage time as possible and travel and because the audiences are so nice man mm. like i can't believe how supportive and just excited and just up for a good time they are and they're so thankful and so excited that you you go and challenge them and you tell them things that they've never heard about and you 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 tell them things that they never thought about and they're like with you a hundred percent best people in the world mm. that's why we do this i think that's a beautiful answer yeah thank you very much victor patraskan it's been a pleasure man thanks bro it's really nice meeting you nice to meet you i too. wish you all the best yeah. on the rest of your thank tour you and yeah thanks all see right see you on the show see ya for sure okay. Okay. bye ladies and gentlemen Mwah.